Welcome back, everybody. Time now for Birdies, Bogies, Biceps here on Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network, brought to you by Sudami Bar Sports and Fitness. And we welcome in George Brian Third Here on Sports Talk once again, been a long day for George. He was in Orlando at the PGA, the annual PGA event, where they show you all the new stuff on um, in the golf world. Got to be a lot of fun in terms of uh, equipment and technical stuff and fashion and shoe wear and gloves. It's a great showcase event down there in Orlando. And as we bring in George, let me update what's happening. We are into round three of the farmers out in San Diego. Round three because they started on Wednesday because they did not want to go up against the NFL on Sunday. And who could blame them for that? So we have a tie for the lead. Uh, Stefan Yeager, a 64, and Thomas Detry, a 68. They are 11 under. Matthew Pavon, 65. He's 10 under. And George, feel free to correct my non-English here. Nikolai Hoygaard, a 66. He is 10 under par. Uh, As far as some of the local guys who are still in it, we got Carson Young. A 72 today, he's 5-under. And Ben Martin's going to make a check. 72 for Ben, he's 4-under. Those are the two from South Carolina who ended up making the cut for what's left of this tournament one day over the weekend. George, welcome in. How was uh, Disney's world down there in Orlando? Well, we uh, I didn't go inside the gate, but I did. Uh, we had a meal or two just on the outside. My wife did check out. And she went inside the gate for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you what's really cool. Uh, uh, this, uh, the whole area is, there are a lot of people. It's still very popular. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. It was, it was a little warm. It's 85 degrees. And Orlando is, is crazy fun. There's just too many things to do. Uh, it's too bad we have to sleep. Mm, I got plenty in. I've, uh, Walk that PGA show, which is over a million square feet, round and round for two and a half days. But uh, and and that the PGA show is back to full strength. I hadn't seen it that way in over five years. So there's a hey, there's a, there's so much there's so much wonderful technology now. Uh, we can go on and on uh, about it. And, uh, the fashion. There's also some pretty good fashion out there now. What, yes. what was really cool. See, uh, it used to be focused all on guys. Now it's stretched out. Now it's we have plenty of women's fashion, juniors, uh, and that that was pretty good to see all the youth and ladies fashion that's out now. So, yeah, full week for G3, no question. Well, let's uh, talk first of all about. Nick Dunlap, who announced yesterday he is turning pro, announced his decision on Thursday in a campus news conference four days after the reigning U.S. amateur champ won the American Express, and he did so as an amateur with a six-foot par putt on the final hole, and he withdrew from the event this weekend to go back and visit with his family and his friends, which included... Alabama golf coach Jay Sewell, 
a South Carolina guy from down in Aiken, right? The Sewell family from down that way. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so a um, couple of things that pose at you here that we've been talking about and we don't have an answer to. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on him going ahead and turning pro after getting that win, number one. Number two, in today's world where everybody gets paid, I mean, college athletes, he's probably getting some NIL money at Alabama while he was there. He gets paid. Everybody gets paid. Nobody is viewed as a quote-unquote amateur in the old world sense anymore. How is it that the the PGA can get away not paying this guy his prize money for winning that tournament? Now, <laughs> Answer those questions for us, simple. please. <laughs> it's real simple. When he signed up, it's it's still some old school registration forms, and that's a contract. And the contract he signed, he signed up as an amateur. And you sign and submit, you play the event, and you know what the consequences are, so it's like any other binding you, legal contract you think it would hold See? up in court if somebody said hey seriously nobody is an amateur anymore guys let's pay this guy what he won you know <laughs> you bring up something i never thought about uh and i correct me i didn't see that there was any kind of contingent about uh getting the prize money i i was really thinking about Bozenhawk. He's uh he finished the second but gets first prize money. I'm kind of happy for him. He's... <laughs> Don't you think he feels kind of uh, cheap though? It's like, hey, honey, you know, I won one and a half million dollars because this this teenager or this twenty year old, you know, beat us all, but I get the money. He's not getting hey, that I money tell you, back. No, though. he doesn't. I pro- I promise you, he's not complaining one bit. And and uh, you know, if there's anything, he he didn't get a shot at playing in a. Uh, well, he's probably still in Augusta with his ranking, but he doesn't get a chance uh, to get that V, the victory. And when it comes to Dunlap, I did have a chance to meet him, short conversation with he and I think it was his mom at in Bermuda. And he is a fine young fella. And you mentioned J.C. Willie. He's the coach of Alabama, and he comes out of uh, unbelievable Hall of Fame stock. The Sewell family mm-hmm. is – uh, they are the standard of kind and generous like no other I've ever met. And from top to bottom, left to right, the Seawolves that I'm familiar with are just simply unbelievable folks. Great for the game of golf. And Jackie Seawolf, I took what he was doing and and tried to emulate. His boys loved him. His, he's Actually, he's got a daughter. Also, he's a great, was a great family man, and I took off after teaching based on what I saw him doing, and more than anything, the way others spoke of him. So, J.C. will great man, Daniel at uh, Hounds Lake, great man, David Sewell. We talked a lot about David. He was on the tour. He's a great man. Mm-hmm. And although I don't know his daughter as well, I can only imagine just uh, the same, and J.C. will at Alabama. That's his his record speaks for itself. Uh, not just a champion man, but champion in in golf. His teams, I guess, his Alabama team would have to be over the last fifteen years. Uh, definitely the last fifteen years, one point something, if not number one in the country. Mm. So, uh, so when you 
get into a program like that, you get great coaching, great guidance. I'm glad to see him taking, and that is Nick Dunlap taking a little bit of time to go back and spend with his family. And regarding his decision to turn pro, just reel it back. I don't know how many years, I guess it'd be 60, 60 plus years ago that Jack Nicholas made such a decision. And his was real simple. That was the way he could test his skill against the best, and that's the way he felt that he would improve is by playing against the very best in the world as frequent as possible, and that's day in and day out, week in and week out. So I applaud his effort. I like. I think that's the right thing for him to do once you, once you prove you're that good. What's next? Well, the next would be challenging the record books, I think. So there you have it. That's what I think about his decision to turn pro. I love it. All right, I now. I think he could be great for golf. So now that takes me to um, my next topic. We are still on the West Coast swing of the PGA Tour in this early season before the tour moves to Florida. And I can remember a few years ago, your son, Wesley Bryan, on the West Coast Tour, uh, started putting things together and had maybe – but. It- no, hang on, hang on. Hang on, hang on. You can correct me or you can guide me here. But I recall he got really hot on the West Coast and started having some great finishes and was in the money. And then, of course, you come east, and then eventually he won uh, down at Harbortown uh, to, to highlight what was a great season for him that year, however many years ago that was. And so my question to you is, for these, uh, for the for the success of a season, how is it? it how, how important can it be for a golfer uh, to to get hot on the West Coast swing? You know, through California and through the desert and all that before they come to Florida and start the Florida swing. And then, of course, everything is geared up towards the Players Championship now in March, and then the Masters in April. How important is that West Coast swing for these guys to kind of kind of find it and then bring it east with them? Yeah, I think it's I think it's for some extremely important. And in in regards to Wesley, what the reason I was giggling, it was not at it wasn't at Torrey Pines where he got hot. Uh, he uh, although I think he seems like he got close. That golf course has gotten the best of him most of the time he's played. That's why I was giggling. Okay. And speaking speaking of the uh, the West Coast. I, it just breaks my heart that John Rahm and Phil Mickelson aren't playing. That they love that golf course and they they bring the light to the telecast. And you were trying to figure out names. Well, right before we went on, I'm looking at the leaderboard trying to <laughs> figure out <laughs> names as well. I haven't. I've never done that before. Yeah. And even right now, right now, I am familiar. These guys really are good. However, and it's really cool to see Trace Co- Trace Crow. You mentioned uh, the South Carolina. He's right there in it at eight under par. And today, yeah, he shot three under. So Trace Crow, uh, I think he went to Auburn. And he, uh, let's see here. Is he a South Carolina kid? Well, he's from Charlotte, went to Auburn. He spent some time. That doesn't qualify uh, as one of ours. 
He spent time, though, in South Carolina playing around. Yeah, well, I think he is. I'll claim him. <laughs> He's a fine young fella, too. <laughs> we, and, uh, we have different standards. Go ahead. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, I, it really, I'm trying to look at the leaderboard. There's one name, Finau, that is a name. And yeah. I, I, have to, I have to say I'm scratching my head going, you know, there's, that's a problem. Uh, it, regarding where the West Coast fits on a schedule, these guys, some of them don't do much over the winter break, not much of a break anymore, and they'll get out, just tee it up, just to knock some rust off and see where they are. Uh, you can you can see it's not a, a field where if the stars were there. I'm, another name I was kind of surprised not to see on top, not even sure he's in the field, is Ricky Fowler. Mm-hmm. Ricky's played really good at at that at that uh event now there's some young folks and that's nick dunlop can dunlap can really play i think that's a great decision there's another uh a bird this guy could be another so we're gonna have to start doing a little research and background on the uh on the games of these young fellas i know there's two things they hit it really really hard and far and they put it really really good they have some cool heads, and but as far as the West Coast swing, uh, in Wesley's case, back long ago, and I, I recall we even had a conversation about Johnny Miller. He would he would start off hot and set the tone for the rest of the year. Uh, then Wesley did get he, I think he played good, really good at Riviera. That was pretty neat. He was at one point one, he was in first place. I think he actually. Switched around, spent most of the time second, third, or fourth right behind a event that Dustin Johnson won. That was cool to see them. But then he came to the this side and was and had several uh, top finishes and eventually won at Harbor Town. Yeah, it's kind of and sad. It does, it's it's kind of sad. I hate to break in. It's kind of sad that here we are talking. And, and yeah, we don't talk about Rom. We don't talk about Mickelson. We don't talk about Johnson. Uh, out of sight, out of mind right now with those guys playing on the Live Golf Tour. Very odd. It's not just it's not just sad. It's odd. And uh, I'll be real interested. Wesley actually went out this week to play with John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau. Oh. And uh, in there, I think they were filming uh, special things uh, coming up. I know at least some of it will go on Brian Bros TV and brian bro's youtube channel and i'll i'll be real curious to find out what uh what could be happening as far as and you know we talked about the season and how it shakes out i don't know if you remember but there were several redos and reshuffles and now that i don't i I have no idea what could happen in 2024 you know right now we're operating under a set of circumstances but there could be some announcement where prayerfully there's a shuffle a reshuffle, a redo, and get these players back somehow on the PGA Tour. That would be just awesome. I think I think that's what the what 2024 needs, and I'll be hoping, even praying for that, just to be honest with you. Uh, visiting George Bryan III here, Birdie's Bogey's Biceps around South Carolina. We'll talk about the biceps part uh, in just a moment. But before we get to that, I also wanted to uh, – ask you about um, the equipment that you saw at the showcase. I 
I'm just reading a story here about the new drivers that Callaway introduced this month and put on sale to the public today, the Paradigm A1 Smoke Woods and Irons. And this thing looks snazzy. I have no idea what it costs, but you're seeing a lot of AI, a lot of artificial intelligence going into the the new wave of equipment. What did you see as you walked around that place? What I, It was uh, just every single thing I picked up now is feels really good. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a major problem. And I will say the Paradigm, I don't have that brand new Paradigm, but that Callaway, that is the absolute best driver that I have hit. Mm. And I do have a new set of irons, the Tacoma, which wasn't probably featured in any of the magazines, but that's an iron that Justin Rose played a few years ago, and Wesley's playing them now. And uh, although I'm, I did not even go in their booth, didn't look for their booth, I've got a set of their irons, and I'm going to be – I love them, but the – Everything that I touched from the Cobra, spent a little time in Cobra, Ping, a little bit in Titleist, Callaway. I mean, there's nothing I picked up that didn't feel great. Some awesome putters, too. That's uh, So just about all the technology now seems to be just hair-thin difference between one another. It all looks good. Mm -hmm. All of it. All of it boils down to this the layers of fitting. So it's about like shoe sizes. I've used this analogy in the past. Uh, at one point there was, uh, I'll just throw it out, uh, small, medium, and large, maybe not shoe sizes, but small, medium, large. And now it's more like shoe sizes from from zero to 20, except, and it's not in half sizes, not even in quarters, not even in thirds, we're talking about increments that are so thin and the technology to fit. So the technology for fitting is so good. And then the experts doing the fitting, speaking of experts, I know Club Champion is, uh, to me, they have the widest variety of options. And the across the board, their fitters are just spectacular. And we got to I have to do some research. I know we got a club champion location right here in Columbia, and those, those, uh, Tory Hyatt and and Cody Conklin, they're both spectacular. They may have somebody else over there, but so the the key though is making sure that if you like it, and I like everything I picked up. Usually, I don't like everything. Mm-hmm. Fairway woods and hybrids, for whatever reason, they look better than they ever have, and that probably is due to. AI, artificial intelligence, but the key is making sure you get the right shaft that fits you, the right weight, like right length, the right lie angle, the right club face, the progression, and everything is adjustable, bendable, and if it's a little off, it can be tweaked, but you, it's, the key is finding what's right for you. Yeah. Steel shafts, they still make those? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. And it's uh, – they're – but they, what's really cool is they're light. They are, uh, they they can put the flex in the anywhere they want in these shafts. And I still am a fan of steel. Mm-hmm. The old, uh, and even even though hey, the graphite for the fairway woods and driver, and then steel in the irons, 
uh, is still my preference. Although, as I climb that chronological ladder, I can see it going the other way. (laughs) Speaking of steel, let's talk a few moments here before we sign off about, you know, hands of steel, arms of steel that you can get from Tsunami Bar Sports. Yeah, well, ours is actually rubber thermal. It's patented technology. It's live weight. It's safe. Probably the best thing about it is the the feel, not steel, but the feel. And feel can now be studied uh, in through tension and increments, just about like I talked to you in terms of fitting, where you can use this technology and use very low-intensity movements but get a, a high return in terms of strength, but most important, what we need in, in all athletics, and this is what David Abernathy, the inventor, says, it's feel, F-E-E-L, but also getting this, the work you put in the weight room to the field. Hmm. Feel and to the field, baby. That's what our product and technology is strong about. And Tsunami Bar Sports uh, is branched into artificial turf, so building artificial turf greens, outdoor, any outdoor products that has the with synthetic turf and also simulators so i studied and studied up on the simulator technology and anymore i think uh as we i know we've got just a couple of minutes but uh the simulator training is growing faster probably the fastest growing technology out there that folks can have right there for their house so not only can people put artificial greens in their backyard they now can have some of the best simulator technology. Tsunami Bar Sports is a true uh, true golf dealer, and uh, true golf is is a camera technology. We'll we'll get into detail as we move along. But the beauty about sim technology, uh, Gran Turismo was something we spoke of last month, talking about uh, the simulator race car guy that that went on to. to to be a champion on the actual racetrack and part of the part of the the beautiful thing about sim training or simulator training is it's more real than ever before so you can write in a garage in a in a frog in a basement uh you can now practice your golf game play any course in the world with a high quality of simulation transfer so Get your game right at home. Nothing like that. That's the uh, best I got for tonight. And I know we're winding it down on time, Phil. It's always a pleasure. I'm, it is. A lot of fun. Sorry we didn't get Patrick on. Patrick, you, you awake? You I'll out tell the door you, yet? I got Feel one great? quick thing for you. I say it tongue-in-cheek, but I can't stop laughing at this. Apparently today CBS Live on Television was doing one of their kind of pan-around cameras and I'm a I'm a butcher his name, but uh, he's in fourth place. Hoygar, Hoygar, how Hoygard. do you say that? Hoygard, <laughs> Nikolai Hoygard. He is one of us. He went off to the side, off the tee box, and actually started to relieve himself. No, he did not. And CBS very quickly panned away. But oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, it's nice seeing athletes do things that the rest of us occasionally have to do out there too. They are one of us. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, not, what a way to close it out, man. That does like it that. for me right there. Hey, until next week, you guys uh, tee them high, but shoot them low. 
Thank you, George. I like that shoot them low part, Chris. Got to go get a course record somewhere. Go get a personal best. Chris might have fallen asleep. I think he might have. I'm still here. Sorry, I lost you for just a second. I was going to wish you a, a great weekend, a good ball I game tomorrow. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Same to you guys. And keep an eye on our weekend. website tomorrow, coverage of the USC and Clemson basketball games. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday.